Is the APGN serum right for me? Yeah, that's an, an interesting question because you know we, we've done a, a lot of testing of, of our products on consumers and using them. It was designed really as a, a treat-all, uh, as a serum for everyone, not a serum for some people with oily skin or some people with dry skin uh, or uh, blotchy skin or etc. if they have some kind of imbalance in the bacteria on their skin. It, it was actually designed so that, you know, a 21-year-old will get the same benefit as a 65-year-old. Because it's tackling all the signs of aging, it tackles the problems that young people have, and it tackles the problems that old people have, uh, just to the different degrees and extents. I always recommend with anything that you do a little patch test before you do anything, um, but we, we haven't had today a single uh, a person coming back, even people with the most sensitive of skin, we haven't had anyone coming back saying that they've had any form of reaction. Should skin care sting? So, so products shouldn't really uh, sting. Uh, and the reason some products sting is really some of the chemicals uh, that they may have in them. Um, so normally if you have an intact skin layer, uh, as in you don't have any cuts or abrasions, then, uh, then it, it shouldn't ever hit the nerves to cause that stinging in the first place. Where you will get stinging with some products is if they contain any form of alcohol in them. Now, we think alcohol is bad, but sometimes it's not bad because some chemicals only dissolve in alcohols uh, and that's why they'll be in some products. So some people have really bad skin condition. Uh, the dermatologist might give them steroids uh, to put on their skin. And steroids can sting as well because steroids isn't the steroid that's stinging, it's the fact that steroids had to be dissolved in an alcohol of some kind and it's that alcohol then that the nerve really doesn't like and it reacts to. One of the biggest feedbacks always with the EpiGN is that it goes on and it feels nice. It's, it feels actually cooling. You get an instant kind of this really nice cooling effect to your skin. So uh, shouldn't it nip at all. It's not always, always not advisable to stick anything onto broken and open skin that is exposed to your bloodstream. Um, and just really because that, that's not where it's meant to be in your bloodstream, it's meant to be on the surface. How our genetics and the environment interact? How you interact with the environment can have a lot to do with the genetics uh, of, of you as an individual. Some people really came from different hemispheres, uh, well, and, and different, uh, really up north near the, the poles, equators. If you look at the Europeans, especially the Scottish, the Norwegians, the Swedish, uh, we're used to very low levels of sunlight, um, and therefore we haven't developed a protective capability for those high levels of sunlight that we might have if we move to a warmer climate. Uh, whereas if you, if you move closer to those warmer climates and the, the equator, you'll find people have darker skin and that's really designed to, to stop the ultraviolet light from damaging your, your genetic code. Um, but there's always, always yin and yangs with these kind of things. So the uh, people with dark skin don't always fare too well in the Northern Hemisphere because they're just not getting enough sunlight to generate the vitamins they need uh, to, to stay healthy and stay alive. Um, so. Yeah, the environment's a, a huge uh, impact on your genetic code. Some people are born with uh, genetic mistakes uh, and that can actually increase your chance of uh, heart disease. It can increase your chance of having um, cancer. Um, and so genetics is a huge, and we're gonna learn more and more about genetics and, and I think it's gonna be pioneer the health uh, scene moving into the future. Um, and you know we, we're going to identify early on. For instance, if you look at Scottish people, 
we can't handle cholesterol uh, as well as uh, other uh, Mediterranean Europeans, for instance. And that's really because our bodies grew up. We, we had a high fish diet. We had a low cholesterol content in our diet, so we didn't need the enzymes to move cholesterol. But now that you've swapped to high meat diet, uh, fatty foods, that's become a real problem uh, for countries like ourselves. The other country like that is Finland. Now, Finland has the highest uh, heart disease rates in the world. And really because people in Finland had lived for hundreds, thousands of years eating fish as a main part of the diet and didn't need the cholesterol receptors and, and enzymes uh, to the same extent as people in the Mediterranean who were eating more meat. How our skin protects us. Our skin is a, designed as a barrier to allow us to survive in the environment that we live. So it does a couple of things. One is it stops us losing moisture, uh, too much moisture. It regulates the temperature of our body. Uh, and that's, you'll notice that through uh, sweating. Um, and it's there to keep the environment outside from getting into your body. So there's lots of nasties we live in, you know. We, we live with bacteria all over where we are. There's viruses in the air, there's uh, uh, yeast and fungi in the air, um, and there's all this oxygen, you know, um, which, are, which is, generates free radicals, etc. Our skin is the barrier that stops this environmental factors getting into us and damaging uh, our, our body in, in any such way. And, and you can really think of you know, even our body doesn't like exposure and even in our digestive system, uh, our digestive system is designed to keep the parts of the environment that we're consuming away from the rest of our body. So it's protecting us, it's removing the nutrients, but at the same time keeping the nasties away from us. All you need to know about lipids. Lipids and ceramides are both uh, fat molecules. You know, uh, ceramide is a lipid. You know, it's just one of the types of lipids that we have uh, within our cells. And, and so each one of our cells, it has a, a liquid internal, so a, 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 a fluid containing internal, but holding that internal together is a lipid layer around the cell. Uh, and so that holds everything in place. Uh, it is the cell's defense. It's uh, relatively impervious uh, to other chemicals moving in, uh, except for the ones it wants to move in and things it wants to move out. We, we think of fats being bad things, they're not bad things, we need fats. All our vitamins, well most of our vitamins are dissolved in fats and so we need to have fat there as well. Um, but look, all life on this planet uses lipids as, as a way of encapsulating, even the bacteria. Bacteria have a wall around, a rigid wall around them as well, but they have a lipid layer underneath that wall uh, as well. So it's an essential component of life uh, and, and ceramides are a critical component of the, the human cell membrane. How can people help with cancer and ageing research funding? So our laboratory has a foundation called the Cancer and Ageing Research Foundation and if you go to the, the website which is carf.org.au uh, you, can, you can donate there or you can contact me directly and we can speak and you can come and visit and, uh, and we're very happy for people to, to donate to our work because as I said fundraising is the, the biggest and hardest challenge that we face as scientists, uh, maintaining that those income year after year after year. Uh, so yeah, if you're if interested in being involved in, in donating money, you can either go to uh, our website, carf.org.au, or you can buy our serum, or you can buy our coffee. You know, it's uh, lots of ways to do it. I thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, use the comment box below. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more about our skincare products.